Timber Raptor color camo. Hey everybody, I'm here with Dylan. We're talking about hunting gear because uh, <laughs> I'm getting new clothes. Yeah, but you're talking about the origin shit. Yeah, so I was looking into that, and it's really <clears throat> like I said with the Under Armour stuff. I've worn it for many years now, and it's I think it's just time to retire it. So I've been looking to see like what good. Because mainly, I beat the shit out of my early season stuff. Because I like to hunt early season a lot. But uh, that origin stuff, like I said, kit the Is it origin main? Origin. Uh, I typed in origin camo. I'm not exactly. Because I know they have a, diff- a couple different. Um, is it uh, is it Osseo, Osseo gear? Possibly, because I know ultra high quality can osseo gear. Honestly, I I seen some people saying that that's like a a really good new one, but yeah, I mean it's it's like damn near brand new, like it just came out for the most part. But they have like they have layers from early season all the way up to like hunting Alaskan type shit, like real cold weather. But I'm looking for the early season and stuff like that. And uh, that's what I've been looking into. But this, I, oh, mean, I see this, it. to spend the money, like for just the yeah. stuff that I that I would need. Origin main. Just for the stuff that I would need, it would be almost like, what it come out to be? I think it was like almost $500 or something. It's a hundred and. It's $114 for this hoodie right here. That's mm-hmm. and it is a drawstring hoodie. It is not like zipper pouch hoodie. Yeah. It's not like yeah, I I don't I'm not getting the hoodie. I'm going to get the uh But I mean like jacket. that's that's expensive. Yeah. It's it does say it's 100% American. Well, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing with that stuff. It's 100% American made. Nothing is getting made. T-shirt $62. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's expensive, but the shits. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to get the, <laughs> I want to get. So I like did a deep dive on camo, pant on like hunting pants, and because I hunt the mountain, I don't like wearing hefty pants in the mountain because one, it's just a bitch to get around in, and two, you get hot as fuck. Yeah. So the. First Light Corrugate Foundry Pants are on sale right now. They're Black Friday. It's 40% off. Mm-hmm. And so I saw that and I'm like, well, I was going to spend, I was looking to spend like 150 ish plus anyway. And so for Christmas, I'm just asking for these for like 143 bucks or whatever. And um, they got the side zippers for the relief, for like yeah. uh, heat relief. And they, they got, it's like waterproof. They got the knee pad slots with the knee pads. It comes with the suspenders, like the whole nine. It comes with adjustable shit, and it's like the flex material, so mm-hmm. it can't rip. Apparently, this shit's like heavy duty. Yeah. So I'm pretty pretty pumped about those because everything else, I looked. I even commented on some Facebook pages. I was like, hey, the hunting public forum. I was like, hey, like, what's everybody hunting with? Because those people are pretty mobile. and Yeah. A lot of people were like, hey, the first light pants. But then also, 
you could tell which guys like do a lot more sitting, I guess, yeah. because they would be or like flat land hunting because yeah. they'd be like, oh, well, I like the the new king. I think it's called King's Camo. It's like it's a giant like red deer head is their logo. And um, they they just they they were pretty new as well. But they do make what looks like nice shit. Yeah. It's just it's so expensive. I'm like, well, everything. I might as well buy First Light if, like, if I'm gonna spend that much money, it might as well be First Light. And then I realized that for a light to at least, I'm gonna say it's a light to mid heavy pant, I can cover all those ranges with $143 purchase. Mm-hmm. So that's just the way I'm gonna go with yeah. it. Yeah, like I said, I, I try to use my early season stuff as long as I can just because I can be mobile with it. Like, if I need to, I can put a pair of long johns or something under or wear my jeans, my regular jeans, right. and then wear a pair of long johns under it and then throw my camera over it because it's big, just big enough. But like I said, I've had these things for years, and it's just I think it's just time to retire them. So I'm definitely looking for next year into something for early to mid-season. But – uh. Like my late season stuff, I went to Bass Pro last year, spent 70 bucks on a jacket and like bibs. And it's just, I wore them the other day when I went out on youth day. And I was just as warm as any. Okay. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. The, the guy in that picture I just showed you was wearing like a, their real tree, but they have their own camo as yeah. well. Um, I think that Rapture camo from Origin that was freaking sick. Yeah, there's it's XKG. That's the I think that's the the color. Oh, okay, it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I I will say I do like how the um. I do like how that first light fusion has like a really hard contrast between dark and light mm-hmm. for the mountain because yeah. the, in the mountain like. When you're looking up or down, normally you see like black and brown and like mm-hmm. all, you see all those different colors and shadows and shit. Yeah. That's where me me and dad are different too because we were both looking at the Origin website. He's like, because back when uh, Under Armour came out with the Ridge Reaper camo, we had the early se- they had the early season and the, uh, again, I forget. I don't know exactly what they called it, but it's like the more higher terrains, the mountainish type shit. Yeah. Or not. Well, like Western. Yeah. Western color, like the real light tannish color. And then the early season, obviously a lot right. of green and shit like that. It's all it's still mixed in, but it's more green on the early season. And like the, the mountainous stuff, the out West stuff is obviously a lot more tan. Yeah. But dad's like, I love, I love the light colors. I'm like, I, I just, there's something about it. It's just like, I don't know how I feel about it. Well, First Light has the Cypher, which is that. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like the exact same style of pattern with like kind of rounded edges and yeah. things like that. Yeah. But it, it the Fusion just has like the real dark black, dark brown, light mm-hmm. brown, green, and like a, like a light gray or like a light tan. And then like the Cypher is just gray, tan, yellow, like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I did see that they had this badass jacket that was a leafy camo jacket that came in those colors, 
and it was on sale because it's their Black Friday sale. It yeah. started, I think, yesterday. And I, I was like, oh, that would be fucking badass for turkey hunting. And uh, so I click or like like sneaking on the ground hunting yeah. and shit. And then I clicked on it was like it was only the typha, the waterfowl color that was for sale. Mm-hmm. I guess because nobody waterfowl hunting wanted a leafy yeah. jacket. So they're trying to get rid of them. I was like, fuck. Because if it was for sale, I'd be like, well, I might want that too. Yeah. That's no, didn't they? They just came out with that waterfowl stuff, didn't they? Mm-hmm. It's nice. I haven't even seen it. It's cool as fuck, but it's like, it's just so expensive. Like their bibs are five hundred dollars, mm. and that's not even the waiters. Like their waiters are like a thousand or like eleven hundred. Kind of like sicko. Yeah. They have they have a really sweet backpack, a waterfowl backpack too. I just seen something. I don't know on Facebook. It's one of the pages I follow. They put up a post, and they make like a chest. A chest waterfowl bag. It's it's like this big. No, not much yeah. bigger than a binocular bag. It's probably FHF who makes it. So I, I like I said. I don't remember who because, makes it, um, but I seen it. They posted it up on one of the uh, pages, the hunting pages that I follow. Because first, like, cool and FHF are like sister companies or whatever, and FHF uh, makes all those chest rigs. And Sean Weaver, the main waterfowl guy, he uh. He actually had a chest rig on all season mm. last season when they were filming. I mean, that would be sweet. I mean, especially for the kayaks instead of carrying around them big heads. I don't mean, I don't know what, I mean, I didn't look too much in the detail of the bags, like how they. That's the type of, it's fucking dirty. I, Dude, I love it so sick. much. That is sick. When I saw it like months ago, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Yeah, like, and then I looked sick. at the price, I was like, fuck. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know how much that bag, that chest bag holds like how many shells and if i'm sure they have it big enough to where it can hold a box of shells maybe not the box but like the shells right loosely and maybe a phone or something but i mean that's what that would be almost perfect because really that's all you carry anyway next week i'm actually i feel like that would be freaking prime um when i go um when i go Next week to Virginia, I'm gonna I, I'm taking my shotgun. And I'm gonna grouse hunt a couple of days, yeah. and I'm gonna take. I got a che- uh, Everell stock chest rig, and then I also have my bino pack. So I'm gonna hook my chest rig to my bino pack below it, and then yeah. strap it up. I'm gonna hold all the shells I carry in that pack with like my drink and shit, and then I'll carry like my phone, and then I'll carry my bino so I can glass through the clear cuts for grouse yeah. and shit. But I bet you're pretty pumped for that because, like, I think we talked about it before. You, that was what's this going to be your first time grouse hunting? Yeah, like and specifically I, for grouse. I always run into grouse down there too, and uh, I had the picture last year of that hen that was just yeah. chilling out, and I like, I don't know, like, I've seen them, I've seen them all the time, and I'm like, I've heard that they're really hard to hunt in the Appalachian Mountains. And I was telling dad that, like, or my brother or something. And we were like, he's like, yeah, but we always see. I was like, I know. That's why when I heard that, like, up north in Canada, people have a blast. They shoot the fuck yeah, out of them. Yeah. And then, guys, I, I listened to a podcast about Appalachian grouse hunting. And these guys happen to be in Tennessee. And they're like, you can't. They're, you know, you might go an entire season and shoot four. Like, and yeah. that's that's running dogs, like, once or twice a week. Yeah. And I'm not even going to be running dogs. And I'm like, 
damn, I always see grouse. I don't understand how the fuck. Maybe guys around where I'm at just don't grouse hunt that mm -hmm. much, but I'm going to literally like hunt clear cuts around other guys from our camp hunting and just push deer yeah. and fucking grouse hunt. So grouse hunt. And then like, that'll be, I'll just like sneak the entire fucking mm -hmm. time. Yeah. So you said you've seen the hen. How much different does, I guess it would be a male or a male and a hen look like how different do they look? Do you know? I've never, yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. physically seen the, them. the hens are like a duller dark gray color. Mm -hmm. And the, the males, I guess they're, they'd be considered like a pheasant, like a cockbird, mm -hmm. or they're like a light brown. They have a black collar on their neck. The oh, more okay. mature they get, the bigger it gets. I got you. And they strut like little turkeys, and they got little fans on them and shit. <clears throat> like, you'll hear them drumming like a turkey. Like, you'll be walking along deer hunting. I was about to ask you, do they? And you'll just hear like a like real low, like in the, you'll be like, what the fuck? And then like deep in your ear, you'll just hear like, like in the fucking yeah. clear cut, and it it might be like forty yards from you because they're so small when they drum, it's not that loud. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's uh, we hear it all the time. We see them all the fucking time. It's like, all right, well, I'm gonna go for it and fucking <laughs> try to get one. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, it's something else to do there. I probably see the. I probably jump the biggest fucking buck. <laughs> that's gonna be your luck too. That would definitely be your luck. Yeah, it's like, it's like Sunday, <laughs> that fucking deer, we literally left my dad's and my grandfather's to go to dad's and pick up his boat, his flat bottom. We're driving there and we pass a guy on the road that's, uh, it's like hard to explain, but when you go past Bowers from my grandfather and you kind of go around that little turn, yeah. there's that road right there. Yep. There was a guy sitting right there and just sitting there in the truck and we're like, Hey, like where we wave and I look to the right in the field right there and bedded with a doe 50, 40 yards off the road in some tall grass. You can't see the doe. This fucking gray eyed fucking big ass bucks just laying there facing, -uh. facing straight away, like parallel to the road. And dad hits the brakes and I grab the, but not, well, I'm like, shit, shit. Dad grabs his binos and like, I look, I'm like, that's the buck. Like that's the buck I saw last Saturday morning and uh out of my stand and it's the buck that we had on camera a couple times that had been living deep back in those cedars yeah. and i stayed away that like all year i stayed away because i just didn't want to fucking bump in like i knew he was back there and then he was over here on the neighboring property i'm like fuck dude i'm driving what happened oh so we drive back to my grandfather's with the boat and I'm driving from my grandfather's back home. So I go to turn on Barrows Road. And right at the end of the lady's property who we hunt, I turn to the right and he's standing right there over top of the doe. She's bedded down like, <laughs> fuck. And like, it's like he's he's within 10 yards of being off the fucking property, but he's right there. And so I go past, I spin around, come back, and he's still there broadside facing one direction and i'm like like away from our property i'm like fuck all right so i spin back around look at him again i called deidre i was like we had a friend's giving to go to i'm like i might not make it like i'm gonna try to get this buck so i go back and get dab he we creep by one more time 
Now the buck has turned around facing our property and has moved down a few yards and he's behind some brush and shit. So we spin back around and I'm like, all right, get ready. Just drop me off and keep driving. He drops me off. I run into the cow pasture and like I sneak all the way up, like from about a hundred yards away. And there's a big mound of dirt. Like it was like an old, an old project or something they did. You can even see old silt fence in there, like all run down. And I, I like he's there. I don't. I didn't know that they're from where we were looking from the road. He was on a knoll. Then there was a little gutter. Then the mound of dirt that it's been there so long that there's like some eight inch trees growing yeah. out of it. But it is completely thick, like young cedars, young briars. You can hardly see in there. I don't. We dad used to use this area to access the backside of where that buck was living. Mm. And we stopped a couple years back and we were just accessing from another point. And so I'm like sneaking up there. I don't know how many deer are there. And this buck, I get like the winds blowing. So this in the pasture, there's some uh, cedar trees along the road. And there's no hardwood trees until you get right up next to the fence. So I'm sneaking up and like, it's all grass. I'm up against the cedars, up against the cedars, underneath the cedars. And then I pop out and go straight to where he was, like straight in line to where he was. And I got my bow up and I got my release set. And I'm like, every time the wind would blow, I would just like, and take one step. And then the wind would blow again, and I'd take one step. And I got to a point where, like, I look to the left, and he's 10 yards from me, and all I can see is his ass and his tail. But it's, like, in Greenbrier. Like, he's behind Greenbrier, and then he's within this gutter where I cannot – I can't even see his head. There's a a couple of cedar trees right there. I'm like, do I try to make this fucking shot? Like, if if I shoot him and I just hit him straight in the thigh and don't hit that artery or whatever – I might not get him and like might not see him again because he might die of gangrene in a fucking yeah. month on somebody else's property. I don't yeah. know. So I'm freaking out. I'm like, what the fuck? Like he's right there. And so I just stand dead still. He walks straight away from me after like 30 seconds, disappears. So I don't know what to do. And this fence is there and it's like up to my face. Yeah. There was actually only one dip in the fence that I could like draw back and get the arrow because it looking through my sight i could just be over it but my arrow wouldn't so i had to like lean up a little bit and then i ended up wind kept blowing and i would just like take a step take another step take a step take a step got to this spot where the fence had like a one foot section where it was sticking up off the ground i slid like toward him i slid my bow the wind would blow, I'd slide my bow. And the wind would blow, I'd slide my bow. And the wind would blow, and I'd start to slide myself. And I got all the way through. And then as I, like, I'm crouched down, I finally got myself up. And the mound is between me and him and the doe. And at one point, right before I started crawling, I had leaned up and saw her facing straight away from me on the ground. And I could see a deer beside her, but I didn't know what it was. I just dropped back down crawled through, finally get there. And I look to my right, like straight in front of me is where he is past the knoll. 
And I look to my right, and it's a big creek, like it's a wide creek bottom, and it's pretty open, and it kind of curls around to those cow pastures that are back there by the back pond. Yes. And so on the other side of those cow pastures is the back pond, and then the cedars start. I look over, and there's a doe moving through, like a from me through the woods. I'm like, fuck. Like, is that the doe? I, I don't know, because it could have been, it could be, it could not. Yeah. So now I don't know. And then I, like, 30 seconds goes by, and I take, like, one more step. And I look to my, and the pond, I just, but we do have some really big does. So I thought maybe some of those, like, four-year-old, five-year-old does that live over here, Mm. maybe that was one of them. So I finally get to a point where I can see through a bunch of green briar where they were and I see split answer. But then we can make a shot at his head and his neck. And I drew back and everything and I'm like, I don't I don't think that's him. Like I it something kept telling me like that's not him. Like don't fucking sh- try to shoot him in the yeah. head. Like that's not him. Yeah. And so I let my bow back down, and I get down. I called down. I was like, drive, drive back through real slow with my truck and like see if you see him. And he's like, I don't see him. And then Dad's like, text me. He's like, I just saw a one horn split horn buck run through the other side, and the wind had swirled a couple times. And he said, I just seen him run through like out into the neighbors on the other side. I'm like, all right, so that has to be that buck. So finally, I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna see. So I like got up, wind blew, and I took like like I I even I even snort wheezed and just like up with my bow up, knowing I probably still couldn't have got shot. It was so fucking thick. Yeah. And I get to the, the knoll and like I'm kind of up on top of it, and there's no deer. And I'm like, fuck. So that the deer I saw run back onto us was definitely that buck. His ears were pinned back, but I couldn't through the treetops. I couldn't see his rack or not. So, but then, then I'm leaving my grandfather's driveway, and you've seen pictures of the big eight. Yeah. And like I, I fucking driving out of the driveway. Dad's coming behind me with the trailer, and I turn and look. I'm like, <gasps> and I hit the brakes, <laughs> and he's standing like. 100 yards down down the edge of the field feeding and there's a doe in front of him looking at me and he's he's not he's feeding and he puts his nose in her ass and he starts feeding again and she turns and starts trotting away because i'm sitting there and he just followed her right on out through the fucking field and i'm like oh my god like i i couldn't move it's like (laughs) and here i am like working all week this week i'm like every morning i'm like fuck me dude like dude this morning i'm telling you it's when I woke up, I'm like, do I really want to go to work today? Because this is, like, perfect. And sure enough, get to work, get in the van, drive to the job. And literally every single field that I drove by, there was deer in. There was two specific fields <laughs> that, well, the, the, first, the first time that I knew it was a buck because he was still chasing it. He was chasing a doe. And this was, like, I don't know how big he was. But this was like probably like four or five, six hundred yards away, mm-hmm. and I couldn't really tell. 
then I start to get closer to the job. And there's another field that's literally, it's, it's a big ass field, but these deer every, every morning, these deer come from the left side of this road, cross the road and then feed out in this cornfield. Well, they were just up a little bit more. They were in this little freaking patch of uh, field. I mean, it was probably a 10 acre patch of bean field. And there, there's four, I seen, first I seen the four does. And as I'm continuing to get closer, I'm like, that's a really big freaking body deer. And then as soon as I got like in line with him, I looked over and I just seen just nothing but rack. And he was, I mean, he had to have been close to 20 inches wide. And he was just tall, like the, like a perfect eight point. I'm like, oh my God, I need to go freaking sit in the woods. And that's when I texted you this morning. I'm like, dude, I should be fucking hunting. Yeah, you so you you uh you took uh what what's the kid's name you took out? Jaden. Yeah, you took you took him out. Now this is the second year you've taken him out, right? Yeah. Yeah, this kid uh has the biggest golden horseshoe up fucking ass <laughs> I've ever fucking seen. Like you tell tell him the fucking story. Uh last year he shot a fucking giant. Yeah. And then this year we I had I last year I took him out both days, morning and evening. This year, Dad had to take him out Saturday morning because Ebony just started doing every night or every Friday night. She does the overnights now, so mm-hmm. like February, whatever. But uh, took him. My dad took him out Saturday morning. They didn't see a damn thing. I took him out Saturday evening because Ebony was home by that point, and uh, took him out Saturday evening. We're sitting there and. Nothing's happening and like the last half hour just shit goes crazy. And of course, pretty much there's still the rut. I mean, a lot of bucks were getting to be in that lockdown stage, but there was still a lot of shit moving. So we're sitting there, it was like comes up to the like the last half hour. At this point, I'm just like, I don't even know if we're gonna see a fucking deer. Like like what what are we doing wrong? So I'm sitting there, next thing you know, I like stand up and there's like a little knoll that I couldn't really, that when you're sitting down in a chair, you can't see over. I stand up and I'm like, oh shit, there's a deer's head. And I seen like the very back of it. I'm like, what the fuck is that? So you find at this point, it's like getting to where shooting light is the last like minute or two. It's fucking close. And I throw the binoculars up. I'm like, it looks like a dead. Well, he finally crosses the bridge and it was a four point. And he looks at me, he's like, can I shoot it? I'm like, dude, we are not shooting a four point. There's a, there's at least two fucking bucks over here that are nice. So I'm sitting there looking at this. I turn around and there's like 10 deer behind me where are pretty much where our winds blowing. I'm like, okay, now how the fuck are we getting out of here? Needless to say, my wind swirls, the four point runs off, starts blowing, whatever. And then the other deer trot back off and go into the woods. Then we're walking out. I look like I shine my flashlight through the trail. Like we're walking down this trail. And I shine a flashlight, and there's like fucking. I I knew there was at least ten deer just bedding in this thick shit, and it's like right next to the house. So it's like these motherfuckers sitting right next to the house. We're going back in the field. Like why? Why are we doing this? So anyway, next morning rolls around Sunday morning. And I could only take him out Sunday morning. Dad would have had to take him out Saturday or Sunday evening because Ebony also has to work every other Sunday. So I'm like, be there at 530. We sat and we got in the stand. It's not that far of a walk to the stand. 
uh, door the night before, I was like, we're going to go sit in the woods tomorrow morning. Because Dad and them, they pretty much sat in the same spot that we did in the evening. I was like, well, we're just going to go sit in, sit in the stand in the, in the woods and just see what happens. Get in the stand, we're sitting there at like 5.45, and it didn't get light until, I don't know, 6-something. Six, because six he's hunted with his bow all this year, and I think he said he hunted one time when the time changed. So I asked him, I was like, what time, what time have you seen deer moving in the mornings? He's like, oh, about 6.20, 6-something. I'm like, okay. So that time rolls around, and I'm just like, I'm fucking – scanning everything standing up scanning just fucking everything because there's there's some spots that you you can't see with a naked eye to see if there's right like there. too thick yeah so i'm like scanning my i'm pretty much the whole time i'm in my binoculars and i'm like what the fuck it's like 7 30 or 7 7 15 rolls around i look at my phone 7 15 rolls around i'm like please tell me that we're not going to not see anything this morning so i'm sitting there and Next thing you know, or I rattle, <clears throat> I rattle. I did like a 30, 45 second uh, session and just put my rattling antlers down. I'm still standing up like glassing around. I put my, put the antlers down, hook them on the hook and I turn around and he's, he's talking to me. So he's sitting, I'm standing up. So I'm looking down at him and I see something out of the corner of my eye flash. This was like not even five minutes after I rattled. I'm sitting there looking at him. And I see something flash out of the corner of my eye because there was an opening to where I could see out into the field. And this freaking deer is just strolling down this hill straight, almost straight to us. He was off to our left, but almost straight to us. And I'm like, holy shit, that's a big body deer. So before I could even throw my binoculars up, I seen a white flash on his head. I'm like, that's a buck. And he's like, that's a really big buck. So I throw the binoculars up. I'm like, holy fuck, that's a big buck. So he, he gets into the woods. And at this point, I mean, it's it's fucking grass like this tall, so you can't see exactly where you went. But if like if I'm sitting in the stand here, there's a straight. If you look directly left, there's a uh, there's a opening that you could see probably a hundred hundred yards or something like that. And there's like tall grass and shit still around there. So I see him just pumbling through this grass, coming. I mean, directly to us. I mean, directly to us. <laughs> as soon as he well, as soon as he hit the woods, I hit the grunt call three times, and I just put it down. And then it was like a good 30 second period. I was like, okay, where the fuck do you go? And the next thing you know, he just comes barreling around the corner and starts heading down that thing. And he comes around behind us. And I'm like, this motherfucker's on a mission. Like he's looking for whatever he heard. He is looking yeah. for it. Like I, I, there was a couple of times where I thought I should <laughs> stop him for like a really good shot for him. And then I'm like, he, he's not going to stop. And then as soon as he gets like, he got like, he was like 30 yards behind us. And I was finally like, this is this is it. Because if he goes any farther, he's going to be well beyond where he can even get around and shoot. And it's really like really thick right behind me because I was sitting on the right side of the stand. And uh, I I freaking yelled a couple times and then he just stopped. And as soon as he stopped, he pulled the trigger. And I was like, fuck, the sun was like dead in his face. Like, I don't know how good of a shot he was. As soon as he shot, he'd like he didn't even mule kick. He just kind of like looked like he ducked the shot and I'm like, Oh fuck. And then I seen his, his shoulder going. I'm like, okay, that's good. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. And I'm sitting there. I throw and I'm watching him as he's running. He ran 20 yards and just plopped and plopped over in this Creek. And then literally two minutes. I mean, we're sitting there celebrating, standing up. The freaking gun was unloaded. 
or not unloaded, but the shell, the empty shell was still in the in the gun. And I hear shit over here. I look over. There's like 10 does running directly to us from the other side of the farm. I'm like, Jaden, you want to shoot a doe? He's like, yeah. So freaking rack another one in there. And at this point, they're like right behind us. And we're standing facing the opposite way of where they were. And I'm like, here, take the gun and just slowly turn and sit down, put the gun on the bar. Because it was a buddy standing, so it has the, the, yeah. the rifle rack or rifle bar. And he sits down, and like a doe, a small doe runs right next to me within five yards of me. Right. And then there were, the other ones were out a little bit farther, like 30 or 35 yards or so. And I'm like, just pick the biggest one and shoot it. There was like four or five big ones. He was like, I don't know which one to shoot. And at that point, I'm already turned around, and I'm like kind of looking out of the side of my eye. I'm like, just shoot the one in the back. That looks big. So he shoots that. Freaking, I mean, dude, the freaking shot was absolutely money. Runs 10 yards, falls over. Needless to say, all that happens. We're all excited. Go get the buck, get the doe. And when I went to go gut these deer, he shot both these deer directly in the heart, like just shattered. The doe's heart was literally cut in half, like if the heart's sitting up and down vertically, or horizontally, yeah, vertically. It was literally cut in half, and then the other half that was still there was just like sliced wide open. Like there was literally no heart. The buck's heart was just obliterated. There was like nothing left when he shot the doe. There was literally heart pieces on the blood trail. And <laughs> I can show you, a, I'll show you a video of the blood trail. Like it was, in, I had never seen a rifle shot do what that freaking th thing did. He was shooting a six, five Creedmoor, which is, that's what I shoot. I love it. But I mean, that bullet absolutely devastated that though. And the, the, the blood trail was just like holy fuck. Like I've I've seen a couple blood trails that have like blood up on that when they bump in the trees or whatever. This fucking tree was covered in blood for like two foot up. It was insane. But yeah, I mean that was uh that was a definitely a very, very eventful hunt. That was probably one of my favorite hunts that I've been on in a while. Yeah, I bet. I mean that that spot he's got over there seems to be pretty productive, dude. That's a he, the one he got last year is is a fucking hammer too like yeah. <laughs> yeah. crazy but um i went i mean last last friday we went to the waterfowl festival um that was cool down in easton maryland it was cool uh very expensive if i mean like downtown they they close off downtown yeah. and it's cool and all but it was downpouring which that wasn't the biggest issue with downtown the biggest issue was it was all art vendors and shit mm. and it was expensive as fuck and so we were we're walking around looking at all this art and i'm like all right here's some sculptures and shit and i'm like i mean that's that's cool but it's like you know I, i'm expecting expensive like yeah. fifteen thousand dollars for some of them and shit i'm like Jesus who the fuck i'm like who the fuck's coming here to buy this shit so we go like there's some like painting areas with paintings and shit, and we're looking at all these cool paintings. And even the even like the prints of the paintings, like printed out pictures of the originals, were like 120 bucks or whatever without frames. I'm like, Jeez. fuck off, guys. Like it, it was pretty expensive. So we went, uh, you have to drive out to Easton High School to go to the other area. It's like the high school and an Elks Lodge. Okay. And out at the Elks Lodge, um, they have all the vendors like uh swamp stick was there i went and talked to them i got some stuff for filming off the swamp stick and um 
Molly's place is there. Gunner dog kennels, Dixie sure. decoys, shit like that. And we we is went out. Molly's place pretty new. Uh, or they, or have it's they been, been around, around for a little bit. They're like they're the place that like pit boss is tight with. Like okay, okay. they uh they been Rut Daniels was just there at an event. Like they do all kind of shit. I gotcha. But yeah, they had they had like um sh- a bunch of show specials, which is cool. They had like muck boots for seventy nine ninety nine, and they had um extra tufts for like fifty nine ninety nine for like six different colors. Nothing, not like the whole select, but yeah. they had. And uh, then the Elks Lodge had a lot of food, and then they had like some oyster bars set up in there, and they had um, I got. Well, they had a beer trailer and then they had a Bloody Mary bar. So they, you would buy it. They'd give you a cup with ice and vodka. And then you'd walk over and you'd like mix your own thing. Horseradish, baby shrimp, carrots, celery, like anything you wanted to put in it or on top of it was all there. Different mixes and shit. So yeah, Deidre got one of those. I got a beer and we walked around. I did get this. Uh, It's out of Oxford, Maryland, which is down by Easton. And it's called... Uh, black pearl chesapeake oyster salsa so it's like instead of cocktail sauce or hot sauce or tartar sauce whatever you'd put on your oysters instead of that they had uh they had this salsa that they made that's like a spicier salsa that's exclusively not exclusively night but it's kind of created for oysters there the show special was seven dollars a jar that stuff was really good. I ate some oysters there and talked to them for a minute. East Coast waterfowl was down there, and I got, I got like a lightweight neck gator for early season for covering up my face and shit. But uh, it was cool. Um, Twenty dollars a ticket. That ain't, that ain't horrible. It, in my opinion, it, it's a cool event to go see once, but it, it wasn't really worth going to see downtown for me because. I don't have the fucking money to go down there and like hang out. And like, there were a ton of older people dressed up really nice and shit. And I think me and Deidre were walking around like thinking we're going to go see cool shit and see decoys. There weren't really even that many decoys. Um, There was a decoy show over at the high school, but it was like, you could look at them, but they weren't really for sale. Yeah. Like, I guess if you had decoys, you could trade other people for decoys Nothing had price tags on it. Like nothing was for sale. They were all roped off and you just walked around and looked at them. So, it, I mean, it was cool. But so we we went that evening. We went to over to Assateague. Um, I did some scouting for duck spots, <laughs> marked some shit up on my hunt stand. And then uh, we saw the sick of deer. Um, but there were sick of deer everywhere. And, but anyway, we, you know, we go out there, we check some shit. And then for the morning, the wind is so it's like 30 mile per hour to 40 mile per hour sustained winds. And I'm like, that spot, the one spot that I really liked, it was like wide open on the bay. I'm like, I don't think that's where I should be. I was like, I think I need to hit one of these like tight pockets. So I go to another spot that I didn't fucking scout. So I go out there in the morning and up and the wind and it's raining like sideways. And I'm trying to look through my headlamp and see, and I'm out there like standing in a foot of water, like looking at all these marsh islands. And I'm like, I don't know where the, like the deep, deeper guts are and shit. So I'm trying to, trying to look at hunt stand, but the rain is just like pelting my phone. I'm like, 
fuck it. I was like, I'm just going to set up. There's there's like a foot water right here, and it looks like the wind's not hitting this area, so I'm going to set up here. I set up two buffalo heads, a hen, and a black duck, and I just set those up in this little pocket. First light rolls around, and I'm like, I'm not in the right fucking spot. <laughs> two two single black ducks come flying over. Like there's one boom, 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 boom at first light. And then these two singles, like within five minutes of each other, come over top of me. And the wind is so hard from south to north at this point that the birds, it's like straight south to north. So I'm looking out on the bay. South is to my the birds come from my left on the wind. They tried each bird to the same thing. They come out. They see my decoys. I had a flock of flicker out. They spin around. And they try to spin, and the wind catches both of them. They tumble, roll through the air 100 yards up, and then they keep fucking going. Like They couldn't Jeez. get turned around. About 10 minutes later, a group of geese got up out on a little island in the middle of the bay. It was like 30 geese, and they just hovered. like They were flapping their wings. <laughs> And I was like, are they not moving? The whole time I'm I'm like, I don't think they've moved. They were literally flapping. And finally, I, you could see them kind of up. And they just turned around and landed again. Like, they were like, fuck this. We can't fly. And I'm like, god damn it. So the wind finally starts to slow down. One block comes from my left. Bends around. fuck 10 minutes later two hen buffies i see them like coming through the gut there so between the glass can't do this but the buffies are so fast that like i see them coming through the patches of mark of right above the water like a foot of water and they're like flipping up and they flip up like they're coming toward me and, and then they turn and then go right with the other fucking duck. So I got this little tight spot. I'm thing down like 60 yards to my left from where I'm at. And there's a couple guts over there that Lee had told me about. And I'm like, all right, I know these guts are going to be muddy. They were muddy as a motherfucker. So I get over there and I'm like getting stuck in the mud and shit. And I set up the two buffies, and then I like off to their left. I just set a single black duck. I don't even put the hen mallard out. I set a single fucking black duck in the water in like three feet or two and a half feet of water. I'm like, this is it. I couldn't carry any more than like four decoys that I carried in. So I'm like, this is it. Like I I got to do what I got to do, and I fucking get back in, and I'm I'm like tucked into. It's this. So it's not the grasses. But up on the bank, like at Assateague, there's all these little craggy bushes. Like they all, they're all kind of only like the most mature ones are like eight feet tall. Mm. But all these younger, like smaller ones are down here by the water. So like there's a three foot, foot wall of them. And then in front of me, there's like a two foot wall about 15 yards from my decoy. So I laid down in those bushes right in fucking horse shit because of course I did because there's horse shit everywhere. <laughs> and I, I stuffed my bag, my mojo bag down, which is what I had all my shit in. I stuffed my mojo bag down 
and I put my swamps. I didn't even set up my swamp stick for this because it was like not the right environment. Yeah. It was just sticking up. I'm like, fuck that. So I shove it down in behind me. I lay down with my gun across my lap. And I just, for an hour and a half, probably, I just watch black group after group of fucking black duck. Then three or four fat fucking mallards fly right over top of me. I see them looking at my decoys. Out, like I'm like, oh well, maybe at this point the, I'm like, oh maybe they're gonna come back, and I just like I just went man 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 and like put the call back down. They got out in front of me and they were kind of straight away but slowing, and then they just turned to the left and go straight into the same fucking gut that all the black ducks are in, like 200 yards from me. Every fucking every puddle duck 200 fucking yards from me consistently. Over by this little campground, I just sat there and watched them do it. And I'm like, fuck. And I can't get to it. For one, getting across those guts was it is would be like a fucking pain in the ass because it's muddy and it's like three foot of water. Yeah. And then also, I technically like from the pole at that blind at each blind site, you have a hundred yards from the pole to set up wherever you would like. I was already like 40 yards from the pole that direction. And then also I had to go another 200. So whatever, I'm watching all these birds go in. Some dogs scare them at the campground. They come out. Half hour later, a bunch of them start piling back in. I'm just watching groups of like 10, 8, 6, 8. They're all coming back in. And I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I've never shot a black duck, so I'm like, god damn it. Like, I just want one of these motherfuckers to do it. There was only like two or three that got 40 yards above me or so, yeah. and I was like... <laughs> And then I, I just didn't do it, but yeah. um, laying there, the sun's directly behind me and I hear like really light. I hear like, and a, a shit, like a ball of shadow flies the fuck in front of me, like on the bushes in front of me, I'm laid down straight on my back, but with my head propped up, my face mask up over my nose, it's 71 degrees. And I'm getting bit by mosquitoes. And I'm staring straight out, like out into the marsh, look panning around, using my binos. And all of a sudden I hear that. I see the ball of shadow and I just hear like, like, it's not even like a splash. I know it's not a big duck. I know it's the buffies. It was just like, and I lean over to my left and there they are 10 yards in the gut right there. And I, and, but there's bushes in between me and them. I'm like, <laughs> fuck it. I got it. So I lean over. Boom, shoot the one. She fucking rolled over. So the other one behind the brush that's in front of me, and I'm like, fuck. And then it pops out straight away from me, and I shoot twice. It kind of floods a little bit and then keeps going. I'm like, shit. So there's no shells in my gun. I turn to the left, and the one I shot is up in the air, flying away from me over the marsh. And I have no fucking shells. But it did die. I know that. Well, it, it died some. It flew kind of coasted and it fluttered and just dove straight into marsh grass. And I like there was these little patches of marsh grass at every single gut and it landed in like the second one over. And I threw the binos up and scanned for a while and then I saw it sitting. It wasn't even in the water, it was just sitting in the fucking grass. I'm like, I am not going all the way over there for this hen buffle head. I can't get to it. And even if I can fucking get to it, I'm not about to do all this for a yeah. fucking hen buffle head. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I was like, Fuck it. I gave it like another half hour and I packed everything up and left. But that's pretty much the gist of it. 
It was super warm, super windy. It was a cool hunt, but it just wasn't. Uh, that, was, that was opening day down there, wasn't it? Yeah, the mid-split opener. Yeah. Like uh, Mon River Waterfowl, those guys were down there. They were hunting probably a mile and a quarter from me on like a, a, a little landlocked pond. I got you. And they got there at like 2.45 in the morning from western Pennsylvania and signed in at 2.45 and went and got in there, went and got that. Because what you do is you just you literally write down the blind you want on that list yeah. for the day, so they just they were there. I think I was like, in terms of groups, there was like one other solo guy, but in terms of groups, I was like the fifth group there, the fifth person, and uh, I hunted a little bit closer there, just to the ranger station, and honestly, down where I was gonna go. All morning there were people like because I thought it was those guys. Yeah. I'm like, are you guys fucking lighting them up? And like, now nah, we've only gotten a hen hoodie and uh two black ducks. And I was like, somebody's down here like powerhousing. And it was down by where I'd fucking scouted. Somebody was just going to fucking town. No shit. So I'm pretty irritated I didn't just go in where I was gonna go in the first fucking yeah. place. But there's always next time. Now that I know, now I know, and I'll fucking I'll know better for next time. Mm-hmm. The spot I the spot that we scouted the first time was fucking prime, dude. Sand bottom, one foot deep. You could walk out on hard sand, like no fucking problem. It was so nice. <laughs> like, and then the other spot I went to, I go get in that gut, and I'm like, whoosh, whoosh, and my waders are falling off. I'm like, God damn it, fuck this shit. So but, you didn't. So you didn't take the yak down. No, because everything's walk-in. You you can use a yak. Like I could launch from the yak site, but because they're all, cl- you claim the spot. You can't just like go cruising down with a kayak either, because I got you. There's people hunting in yeah. those areas, and there's also a ton of marsh pocket that you have to like swing around in a kayak to get to another spot. Mm. So it would really be a pain in the fucking ass to go around with the kayak and shit. I got you. But the walk-in's easy enough, man. And it, it's I'm gonna probably go back down late season because it was it was fun as shit. Yeah. I think if like you went down, like more people went down, it would be fucking fun, mm-hmm. for sure. I'd definitely go down for sure. Once it, once late season hits, the 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 filming. Well, I know we want to talk a little bit about the filming and shit. Like the filming, trying to film waterfowl with my phone while raining sideways and the like blowing around fucking swamp stick and and it's like my phone sticking up over all the brush because i need to be able to see yeah it was i'm like is this shit sticking out too much and like none of the ducks directly looked at me that i saw at least so i don't know if any of them saw while i was set up early in the morning or not but it was just like uh i was like man i don't know if if it's worth filming it is worth filming that way. I think I need to like camo the swamp stick up really good and camo my phone up really good. And I want to put a power pack on it. Videotape without a fucking, I think I have my phone on the video screen, not recording for like 30 minutes in the morning. And I, when I looked at my phone and it was like half battery, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I definitely have to get my power pack camoed up and like figure out a way to mount it behind my phone. Mm shit like that but it's like well we talked about it before a little bit i mean even hunting waterfowl 
where we were early season like we we said it's like it's it's impossible with just two people like it's it's so much easier when you have other hands or mainly other guns for when birds are coming in me or you or i could uh video and still be have plenty of birds being shot at right yeah yeah like camera screen and like fucking actually pay attention i like i'm trying to set an overall screen and that's another thing too is like the first black duck flying over and it looked the other way and i just reached up real quick and was like think and turn the on and it's flying past me and i just hit the call a couple times because i'm like i don't know if it saw me and it turned looked at the decoy, do the spin and the wind caught it and i like i wasn't even thinking about it being because i'm like go where to go all right look to the left are there any more coming from that direction like and i just look it's like five minutes in on a recording that means nothing and i'm like yes. fuck you know what i mean well, it, it's a lot harder to do waterfowl also just there's, you have to do so much and you have to pay attention to so much like how the birds reacting and yeah, calling yeah. and stuff like that when it's deer hunting you kind of have a little bit of time to move the camera or right yeah or do whatever you need to do but yeah because you can't hear the ducks coming in the leaves better. or anything yeah, exactly everything happens that's how it was days. out there too because about about probably seven o'clock ish is when a lot of the ducks started coming from over the trees, like on Assateague. And I guess they were just flying over the trees, but the way I'm set up, I'm not really looking back over top the trees. And so I'd be there. And all of a sudden, like when the mallards flew over, I was well, I was well hidden when those mallards flew over me. I just like here, just look straight up and they're, they're right there. I'm like, fuck. Like it just, it happens so fucking fast. It's, I will say that, like for Assateague, I, for filming wise, with the elements and everything, there is enough hide. Like where I was at, not necessarily, uh, but there is enough hide. Like at the the spot I scouted, the one spot I scouted that I really liked, there was so much hide. Like the brush was ma- more mature, and there was a lot of brush in like patches on the edges areas that you could sit like three which is your max is three people down there like you could sit easily three people tucked in with backdrop completely out of the way if you carried in like a little piece like if i carried a little piece in of my fucking army mesh yeah and which i did i actually cut one uh to eight feet long so we could carry it in if you backpacked one of those in on top of your backpack and fucking took that in you'd be even better like it would be you could do it without but it either way like it was golden like i was it would be that one spot i scouted i definitely like a lot it was like it's easy hunting there and the hide is the easiest fucking part Mm -hmm. i think you could film a lot easier where i was than where i was the other day Mm -hmm. or hunting rather but i mean for this for this late season for waterfowl i know we're probably gonna get on some divers here locally and also down the road and i so i think we're gonna i'm gonna have the ability to set up and actually film and shit like that like i haven't even made the camera arms yet because i've been brainstorming and trying to figure out ways to just use like the swamp stick and use and like or like do it for waterfowl hunting too and that way 
and use the power pack and figure out a way to mount that and shit. So, and that's kind of, I'm just really trying to figure that out right now to, so that we can do it late season and shit off the bank. Yeah, and, yeah. Because that's, I'm telling you, that looking, uh, looking rough. Locally. Well, right now it is, especially. But it just got stupid cold up north, and we're about to get it. It's oh, supposed dude. to be 18 I, degrees I Monday. Up, I pulled up to the job this morning, and coming coming north, or coming from the north, was, fuck, a group of, I don't know, 200 plus east. Friday, we were driving from Easton over to um, Ocean City, and we were around Salisbury on 50, and this fucking group of geese got up and was coming across. Like we were around Vienna, around Cook oh, okay, River, okay. and th- they were on a field. They were getting up off a field, and it was fucking 300, 400 fucking birds, and the sky was just black over top of 50. I was like, all right, they're pushing for sure now. <laughs> like, like, God damn. Yeah. But I know a lot of the, uh, like the hen buppies had just started getting there because Pit Boss in Berlin, Maryland, had just posted four behind his house in that little gut where he lives. Mm-hmm. So there were four there on Thursday fr- or Saturday. I hunt and there's only two at Assateague and the hens always come first. So I was like, all right, so it's looking like I'm pro I knew I probably wasn't going to have much luck on the buffalo heads, but when I left that spot, I was cleaning up and I looked out, not even with my binos, just looked out on the bay and all the way out at the end of the marsh, there was oh, a white buffalo, a, a drake buffalo head fly in. And I, then as soon as he landed, I saw the hens. So there was one drake that had came in. There were hens all the way out on the point, like 150 yards from gotcha. me. And so I was like, all right. So I know they're starting to come down now, but it's so fucking cold in the next couple of weeks oh that, that in December it's going to get gnarly up here. I, I think we're going to actually see some fucking birds but uh, i'm i'm looking forward to seeing some uh, i've never experienced the diver hunting so i'm i'm hoping that i can get some sort of a experience this year whether, uh, you, whether you we're will. locally or whether we're down down on the eastern shore we go to azotig you'll definitely experience buffies but and probably mergansers but it's going to be like up here i think we're, we're definitely going to see them mm-hmm. I, I don't know It'll just take hunting and hunting and hunting to yeah. probably get on them, but they're going to be here. We're going to have diver decoys, so not a lot, but we're going to have fucking diver yeah, decoys. So hopefully, we can get on some birds. That'll be cool, but yeah, this this late season, it'll be nice if we can, if I can figure out a way in the cold to set up my phone and set up the power pack That's, with mm-hmm. the swamp sticker and just fucking have that available and use the phone as like an overview and then maybe you know i'm still looking into tactic hams and shit because i hit up a guy like three weeks ago the guy didn't have a price on him he just had i think it was six tactic hams total uh yeah it up on uh marketplace yeah marketplace or like mobile hunter or like like camera hunter or something like that like a full the case thing. Yeah. yeah so i i i messaged the guy and i asked him it said like dm for price or something so i messaged the guy because two of them were fish lens cameras mm-hmm. 
and they're $99 a pop. And then the other ones were like older, regular Tacticams, yeah. and now they're on sale for like $150 a pop. Yeah. And I'm like, if they're used, they did come with some extra lenses, but I don't really care about that. Like if they're used, I'm expecting to get kind of a deal on them. And so I asked the guy, and he's like, oh, yeah, man. Uh, he's like explaining everything that's in there, and then he comments and says, only $800. And I was like, I'm not giving – those cameras cost less than eight hundred dollars new right now yeah. because they're all older and they're on sale. Yeah. And the fish ones, he has the green fish ones, and those fish eye lens ones are on sale for ninety nine dollars right now with the extra lenses and shit. Yeah. Like I'm in like a bundle. I was like I'm not. I said, like, dude, I can't give you eight hundred dollars for that. He's like, I have so much money in these, I won't take anything less. And I was like, all right, man. Well, let me think on it. He hit me up two more times and then finally i he hit me up the other day because he hasn't sold it in like a month and hit me up the other day he's like you still interested i was like nah man i'm good sorry like <laughs> i don't give a fuck like dude yeah. if you didn't sell it in a month that means you're asking too much money yeah, for exactly. it but i'm still thinking about getting tactic cans like this winter if i get my christmas bonus and everything like see what happens i might end up getting some like maybe one or two tactic cams one for my head one for my gun or mm -hmm. Something like that that I can – I think it will be easier to just utilize Tacticams as a means of having – like if I look up and there's ducks above me, like it'll, it'll at it. least you can see it. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, so. The, see, the only thing that I'm worried about with the phones and the cold is – what was it? Two years ago during opening day of rifle season, I had my phone. I had my backpack in front of me. And I had my phone in my side, my side uh, pouch, and it was it was kind of, it was exposed. Other than it being in the pouch, the pouch is mesh. But I was sitting, in, I sat in the stand for I think it was two hours until I realized it. Phone completely dead. My phone was completely charged when I got there, but my phone was completely dead, and it didn't turn on until I got in the truck and I put it over top of the heater, turned it on. And it was at like 64%. Yeah, that happened to me with my regular camera last year. With those batteries, I tried to go out when it was like 10 degrees the one day. And I tried taking pictures. And literally, I turned, went to the setting I wanted, went to take pictures of hunting on the Minoxi, and it just blanked and turned off. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? That was full battery. The batteries just were too cold. <laughs> like, I, I don't exactly know. That's why. I almost think you need like some sort of like wrap for the phone or something on the back. Well, yeah, I know that guys that film in the, like in the wintertime film for waterfowl that they use hand warmers and like put them in their packs with their cameras to keep their batteries warm. And then when they take their batteries out or their camera out there, they put those hot batteries in there using yeah. those, batteries. but it's just, it's a lot of fucking, it's a lot of fucking shit, man. It's a it's gonna be a lot of trial and error too this year with just getting into it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I I really want to strive to be able to at least minimally film the waterfowl hunts because it's just an added element and it's it would be cool to, to like lock that in and like know that you could make a product out of just a simple video out of you know waterfowl hunts. Because if you do get the right angle, like at 
even at Assateague, if you had the right angle and the birds were coming in, you'd have some cool shots. Yeah. But where we hunt on the lake, you can really get some cool wide angle oh, yeah. fucking oh, yeah. views. That's why I think the key, the head, the headgear is going to be key. I think that's going to produce a really good, like, obviously it's going to see what we're seeing, which there's a lot of cool shit that we see. Yeah. And a lot of times I don't have my phone out or like, don't yeah, exactly. Or it happens so fast. Mm-hmm. It's like, shit. Like I didn't even have time to fucking think about that or whatever. Yeah. So it, it would be sweet to, to have like a tactic cam or two to, to really add like a dimension. Like I'm okay with reaching down and, hitting the phone record, but yeah. like at acetate if if i saw a bird in the wild, if i'm down in that brush and it, there's no like tree cover so if i'm down in the brush but straight above me is open and i'm trying to be as still as possible i was like i like even if the bird was right above me i couldn't reach up and hit the fucking record yeah i needed to wait i need to literally wait <laughs> till the bird i thought the bird was past me and then hit record because i didn't want the bird to see me reach up and hit the fucking button yeah so I don't know. That's a it's a it's the learning curve, but I think we'll figure it out. I'm I'm still working on that. I want to figure that out for sure. Um late season it would it's gonna be sweet getting some di- divers are gonna be fun for you because you're gonna get to experience them fucking <laughs> ripping in. Like, they That's don't most for. of the time they don't even try to land, they're just like ripping the fuck in. Yeah. But I I'm interested to see what hunting up here is like on the lake rather than all the years that i've hunted in like haver de grace and shit with andrew and that's how i learned to like hunt waterfowl and things like that and then now up like divers and then now up here it's going to be different so i even get to learn some shit up here and see how they're reacting to things and stuff like that yeah i'm definitely pumped for this late season like I said, mainly mainly to experience the diver thing. Because you guys talk about it all the time, and it's like, damn, I don't even know the fucking, like what that experience is. Uh, it's fun. It's, uh, it's like a lot more fast-paced normally. And like, you'll just, like those buffies, dude. Like they were, it was like, and then they were there. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck, they're there. Like sometimes that's just how it happens. Yeah. And they, they flip, like, instead of like, our like, cupped up in the wind coming in like twisting its wings a little bit they'll just be like that's why that bluebill is like that because they're just they literally like looking sideways back to you front to you back to you like and then they'll spit they'll like kind of s turn in the air and like they'll flip through decoys it's 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 a lot of fucking fun when they when they do that for sure I, like I hope them. we get on some bluebills and shit because they're they're fast as a motherfucker. Are they? Yeah, they're fucking. Quick. That's a that's a greater. So the lessers are fucking like three quarters of that size and just burning. <laughs> they're burning up. Buffies are fast as fuck too, and there will Buffy, be buffies. Buffies are smaller than that, right? Oh yeah, buffies they're are like tiny. tiny. Yeah, yeah, they're they're fucking tiny and they'll they just like rip. Like when they were coming through the marsh the other day, I was like, oh shit, like. <laughs> Cause you don't know what they're doing. They're just like, they were flipping back and forth and shit. And then yeah. they just, and peeled right over and landed with that other duck. But that's kind of just how they fucking, now nah, I'm good. That's just how they fucking do it, man. That's cool. Yeah. I'm freaking, I'm definitely, definitely pumped. I'm just excited to get back on the water. 
Yeah, it was nice to be an ass take the other day. I was like, I was so irritated because I knew that I that like in the morning before all those birds were piling in over there, there was a chance that I could have killed those like single black ducks yeah. if I'd have just been in the right spot. They couldn't get to me with all that wind, and so they had to like they like twisted out and bailed. And I'm yeah. like, God damn it! I knew I'd blew that first light opportunity and then down there they do fly not as heavy but like for the first hour and a half they were fucking flying around everywhere and then it's not like up here where the numbers of birds are low enough that you'll get that first big like half hour push and then that might other than some stragglers down there it could be an hour and a half two hours maybe but it was like i knew that i'd blew that those singles and then every group of black ducks i saw like five ten eight twelve six and i was like fuck that just every time they wouldn't even look at me they they might look at the decoys and just keep flying turn and go right into the same spot every fucking time i was like god damn it man i knew i was fucked yeah i mean i love deer hunting and all that shit but just something about waterfowl is just like god like some there's times i wake up in the morning i'd say that i'm gonna wake up in the morning for deer hunting and it's like i wake up and i'm like eh, i can i can go another half hour when it comes to waterfowl hunting though most of the time other than the last time we hunted i think like up and ready to go. sometimes don't even sleep <laughs> i was at 1 30 a.m in the hotel deidre kept flipping around like because the bed was all uncomfortable as shit and she's like flip flopping. I, I woke up at 1.30. I laid there until 2.30, 2.40. And I just fucking got up, got my shit together, went to Rofo, got an energy drink, sat out there on the hunt stand and looked at some shit, looked at the wind, and uh, hit up Andrew Scala from Mon River. And I was like, hey, dude, uh, when are you guys getting down here? And, and where are you guys thinking about hunting at? He's like, we're already here. We're hunting at 11. I'm like, God <laughs> damn, you guys are already here? So I fucking hauled ass over, and uh, I got there, and there were already like, you know, five fucking groups of people in there. But, yeah, that was, that was fucking fun. I, I, I think it would be – I know it would be a fucking blast with like two other people and just pack in like – you don't need a ton of decoys, but like at least pack in – I don't know, say two Buffy decoys, three Buffy decoys, and then six, well, if, eight if, black ducks or like two mallards. You, and if you have, if you have the number, like if you take three, if three people are going, you can pack a, a plenty enough decoys. Well, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't carry a, um, I couldn't physically myself carry a decoy bag and my fucking, my backpack full of all my other shit and my gun. And I'm like, fuck it. I got to take like four fucking decoys and try it. And, uh, it was okay. But next time I'll know better. Um, I took my, my jerk rig with two of my jerk rig decoys, which was a complete mistake because the wind was blowing 30 miles per hour. And my decoys were bobbing all over the goddamn place. And I didn't even need one. <laughs> I did like, I had packed it two weeks prior. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even think about, that being i was like oh yeah i'll just take the jerk rig and uh that'll that'll like suffice as two of my decoys and then i'll also 
would have had motion. Yeah. That was all a fucking waste. I didn't need to do any of that. So for next time, I'll know if there's like any more than five mile per hour wind. I'm just taking fucking regular decoys, single drops, yeah, and doing it that way. Did did I tag you on that uh that post that I seen on Facebook of a guy that had this uh product that Yeah, you, know, you did. They they, were, where it like moved the ducks like they were swimming this way to the right. Yeah. Come back. Dude, that looks sick. I think he's he's had that out for like a year or so. Cause I, I've seen it like come back. Mm-hmm. But that thing is cool, but you gotta carry that That's big heavy. ass battery yeah. pack and the little motor thing. And I'm yeah. like, uh, like I don't know with the kayak or like walk-in spots, that'd be a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. but, but if dude, if you that, only that took five cool decoys, shit. six decoys, and then somebody <laughs> just carried that in their gun, yeah, that'd be pretty fucking that badass. Sweet. I see it and I'm like, oh god, that's like perfect. Dude, the wildest shit was the one spot that I scouted Friday. It like the entire bank was like horseshoe crab graveyard. They were everywhere dead, like fucking, there must have been 50 of them. And some of them were just the shell. Some of them still had the legs in them. So like, some of them looked like they'd get up and start fucking moving. They were so fresh. <laughs> they were every fucking one, man. It was wild. But it was, it was cool. Like, I, I wish that I went down. I wish that I went to that spot. It was a longer walk. And like, that's where I saw that Sika deer. And shit. It was a longer walk to get in through some mucky shit. But... I think it'd have been more productive. I just, I obviously I didn't know, like yeah. I don't fucking know, yeah. but that was kind of on me for doing that, but whatever. Um, next time it'll be better for sure. Well, next time, hopefully I'm down there. With you. Yeah. I'm thinking about going for maybe a Friday and a Saturday. I'm thinking Late about, season. I'm thinking about taking off the, the week between Christmas and new year's. I already have off, but I have to, I have to get, my three wisdom teeth out on that Tuesday. So like, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'll be good to hunt. But Tuesday and Wednesday, it's like early in the morning, I get it done. And then I got to well, fucking chill. You have to get them surgically removed, don't you? Yeah. Like I got that one sucks. out. I got that one sucks. out with general and then the other yeah. three, they're pulling out with fucking, uh, yeah, they're putting got, me under. And shit. I got the one and they were, they were telling me like, they they just pulled it out because all my wisdom teeth are in, but the one was the only the, the one was giving me a problem. So once I got it pulled, she was like, "Can't really do much. <clears throat> don't do this. Don't do that." I'm like, "Can I shoot a gun?" She's like, "No, I wouldn't do that either." I'm like, "Okay, next like in next three hours, I was sitting in the woods with a freaking rifle in my hand. It's like you'll be fine, but surgically, I don't know." Like how no when, when they there, put you under people, there's a lot of people that I know I'll probably be I've good heard, for like yeah. after like 24 hours I've heard different people's things some people are like oh it ain't it ain't that bad and then there's other people uh, that are like oh this was fucking miserable I've been put under twice for my ankle for my work accident I've been put under twice for that and the recovery of being put under was like a day mm. like obviously the ankle thing was a little bit more severe so like my teeth i should be i, I won't be able to like chew or anything like yeah. that but for, i have to, i think it's like maybe seven days or something you can't 
or smoke or anything like yeah. that. You get them pockets or whatever they call them. Yeah, dry pocket. Yeah. But yeah, I I don't know. It's uh it's gonna be fine. I'm gonna I'm just gonna fucking hunt that week. And I, I might I might go down that week or January seventh. I had the trip out with uh Mon River, so um the week before obviously will be uh, January 1st mm -hmm. weekend. So I don't know. I'll see what happens. Um, but hopefully we can get out back out down there. So Yeah, I, I definitely look forward to doing that this year. So, Well, that should be it for this show. Um, I will be in Virginia next week. This show will come out tomorrow on Wednesday and – the next week, um, next week's show, there will not be a take a joke show because I don't have the time. I got fucking pinched because the one, the one guy I had lined up who was going to be this show backed out, and I got a little fucked on that. But um, no big deal. Um, so I'm gonna. This will be tomorrow, Wednesday, and then. The next Take a Joke, there won't be a podcast. Uh, it hasn't really taken off yet anyway. It's new, so it's fine. We'll just let that one go because I don't feel like pressuring myself to yeah. the point of fucking exhaustion yeah. this week trying to get shit done. So, but all right, we'll see you all later.